Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, Northlanders, yes, it is Monday, and as you know, on Mondays, uh, this second hour, we talk to our good friend Kurt from over at A-plus Computers in Superior, Wisconsin, on Tower Avenue, 1910 Tower Avenue. Kurt, uh, good afternoon to you. How's things over at A-plus? Afternoon, Brad. Uh, well, we're we're plugging along. It's uh, it's winter time, so you know people are oh, yeah. people are using their machine, but we're uh, we're staying we're staying busy with with machines coming in and. Lots of uh, machines for sale, lots of refurbished stuff, uh, lots of new. Um, so we're, we're staying busy. Good, good. Now, some of the used uh, machines, I'm kind of curious about them because you have some, you were able to acquire some that would be considered uh, like heavy-duty or industrial-type machines. Or I'm not yeah, going to say we indestructible, but they're heavy. <laughs> they're good. Well, we work with a we work with a couple companies uh, out of the Twin Cities area that work with uh, corporate what are called corporate lease return systems. So they're okay. they're machines that are off lease from from corporate businesses. Um, typically, the lease on them is two to three years, uh, and then once they get uh, the lease time runs out on them, uh, the companies will usually return them back to the lease company that they're leasing them from, and then those companies then sell them out in large lots to. Uh, uh, to a company that will go through and refurbish the systems, which is what we work with then. And sure. uh, they'll go through and refurbish them, make sure everything's okay, uh, check, the, check the, you know, make sure there's no, no, no damage to them or hard, all the hardware is okay. And then what we'll do is bring them in and set them all up. Uh, we'll usually upgrade them to solid-state hard drives or make sure they have those in there, uh, make sure they have the specs we, we want to sell um in them to start with and then uh, sure. do fresh loads of windows on there and get them all set up like brand new and uh, the nice thing with corporate grade systems are the the components that they use in there are much different than the consumer level uh they're they're made to made made to last they're built like tanks yeah um they want they want them you know a corporation that's bringing in a couple thousand systems they don't want a technician running around having to replace hardware in them all the day, all the time so right. They 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 spend more money up front to bring in systems that will last and uh, and work for a long time. So a lot of the laptops we do, and I've got a bunch of desktops too. Uh, they're that corporate level, which are things. You, those are those are machines and brands you won't find out on the shelves at Walmart or Best Buy or anywhere like that because uh, right. they're the uh, couple tiers up. You have to go direct with, uh, with Dell or HP or, or Lenovo for them. And frankly, most of people aren't going that route new because they are two to three times more expensive than what the consumer level product oh, yeah. is. So, yeah. So we bring them in well, off lease, which brings the price down, and and they are just as fast uh, as the new stuff out there. And uh, frankly, save you save you a good bit of money. <laughs> yeah. Now, when when you set up a machine like this, let's say somebody walks in the door and. Uh, they like what they see, the good, dependable, heavy-duty unit. Will you set that up kind of uh, the way they want it? In other words, uh, with the things on it that they want, maybe their favorite uh, uh, connections that they want or sites that they go yeah. to? or okay. Yeah, so so we'll set, we've got a, a default template that we'll set up on every machine. So uh, when a machine comes from us, it boots right to the desktop. You're not having to do the initial setup of a, of a computer you'd buy from a big box store. Um, we've already done all of that for you. Um, we also okay. put alternative web browsers on there, so you're not dealing with. Uh, uh, you'll have uh, you know Google Chrome and Firefox. You'll have some basic word processing software, uh, some PDF viewing software. 
Uh, we go through and, and have a template of some basic programs that we'll set up. Nothing that's going to uh, run out of timer in you know 90 days and you have to pr- have a big $200 purchase or anything like that. Everything we right. put on there is typically free. Um, there, there's no charge for it uh, after a set amount of time. And then we do have customers Boy, that have come in and they'll give us a list with what they want on the machine instead of what we put on there. And that's not a problem. We'll, we'll do whatever the customer wants. So if they have specific software they want on there, we'll, we'll install that for them. Well, listen, uh, if you're interested in finding out more about A-plus computers or what uh, kinds of units are available, uh, either give Kurt a call at 715-395-8333, or Kurt doesn't mind you just stopping by the store at 1910 Tower Avenue, uh, take a look at what they've got. Ask them questions. Uh, they're uh, very service-oriented, and they'll be there to help you. That's A-plus computers. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate that very much. Well, Kenny, you love it. So I'm uh, I'm in my little studio down here, and uh, the hour ends. So I go to the outside. I, I go into our living room area, and my wife is out there trying to put together a vegetable garden. <sighs> okay. This is a... This this came shipped to us by Amazon. Uh, she ordered it. It's steel. Well, it's it's sheet metal. The walls and the sides are all sheet metal. You got to put it all together. Then you got to fill it with a uh, a fabric and then rocks and then topsoil and then you plant your vegetable garden in there. Well, she was uh, she was into part of it and then said, "I think I'll leave this for you to do." <laughs> Because it looks like it's one of these, you know how we, once in a while us guys get these uh, projects and we open it up and it has a few simple instructions? Yeah. Mm, no, not not simple. Anyway, uh, before we get into our first break here, I want to start with this uh, discussion of where we are today. Again, uh, the U.S. has officially hit the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling as of January 19th. So we're already into the towards the end of February. Now, what has happened is that the Treasury Department has already gone into knowing that we're, you know, we kind of have a political deadlock going here in Congress. They've already gone to extraordinary measures. That's the term they use, extraordinary measures, quote unquote, to ensure that the government can pay its bills. In other words, they're probably going around figuring you know, what needs to be paid right now, what can be paid later, and they're doing a little finagling there. The emergency measures are due to expire on June 5th. In other words, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says that after June 5th, it's going to trigger fears of a nasty fallout for Americans. The Council of Economic Advisors, the CEA, an agency that advises the president on economic policies, has painted a grim picture of life after debt default. Says if we if we don't come up with an with an agreement between the two sides here, uh, Congress, we could be facing a very ugly situation. Every single American could feel the impact. The public health system, which has enabled this country to react to a global pandemic, would be unable to adequately function. What does that mean for individual households? Well, they went in, and I kind of let you know a little bit about this earlier. It means that the government could delay various paychecks that help millions of Americans, such as Social Security payments, Medicare payments, Medicaid payments, and benefits 
to veterans and military. History has a, uh, has a tendency of repeating itself, and this does not bode well for Americans' 11th hour debt ceiling discussions or your investments. Uh, remember, a lot of this is based upon what's going to happen to the stock market. And if the stock market sees a debt ceiling freeze going on here, it's not going to be good for the value of your retirement benefits or your investments. In 2011, Congress approved a debt ceiling extension with just hours to spare before the Treasury would have defaulted. This close call prompted a credit rating agency, Standard & Poor's, Poor's, to strip the U.S. of its prized AAA, which was outstanding rating, remove it from its list of lowest-risk countries, and the agency cited dysfunctional policymaking in Washington as a factor on the downgrade. Now, skittish investors reacted quickly, and the stock market at that time, if you remember back to 2011, tanked. It took the S&P 500 index almost six months to recover from that deep dive. What's happening today is very similar. The coming months of extraordinary measures look set for a long, drawn-out political wrestling match, with opposing Republicans using their votes on an extension as leverage to seek spending cuts. So listen, we're uh, we're up against our first break here. We'll continue this discussion when we get back. And again, if you are a listener this morning, you want to be involved in where we are heading financially in this country, please give us a call, 218-722-0839. You're listening to Sound Off here on 610 KDAL. I've never seen you looking so bad, my funky one. You tell me that your super fine mind has come undone. Any major dude with half a heart surely will tell you, my friend. Any minor world that breaks apart falls together again. When the demon is at your door, in the morning it won't be there. No. KDAL time is 1224, the music of Steely Dan. Any major dude will tell you, Brad, from the band's third studio album, Pretzel Logic, released on this day, February 20th, 1974, 49 years ago. Awesome record. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 49 years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, Kenny, today is a very special day, as there's always days. Today is Muffin Day. And of course, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. in Minnesota, oh no, I was that thinking, means blueberry. blueberry, blueberry muffin. Okay, when you said muffin, I was thinking of your dog, but no, that's that's not muffin. No, that's no, nutmeg. no, 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 nutmeg. <laughs> it's also National Cherry Pie Day. Is it really? It is. I thought that was a couple of weeks ago. Well, I'm I'm reading pie. here, and it says Feb twenty. That's today, National Cherry Pie Day. Oh man! It's also National Comfy Day. Yeah, you can be comfy today. Comfy. Yeah. Well, with the storms coming on and cold weather and snow, you want to be comfy. Yeah, so you yeah. you got to make sure you get those warm socks and get all you your know, stuff I know together for going outside. Yes, and I know it's, uh, you know, we're now past the noon hour, but I, I can't urge enough to people that today, even tomorrow and the days to follow here, and we're going to be getting a lot more snow, so the risk of falling and slipping on the ice probably will be minimized with the more snow we get. But, Brad, 
all that rain we got last week turned a lot of the snow into ice, and a lot of that rain just simply oh. froze. And it happened Man. to me twice this morning where I almost went down big time. Now, unfortunately, I don't wear my ice bugs to work, but no. yesterday I wore them when I took my dog for a walk down to Canal Park. Nobody was walking on the ice, and those that were looked like they were going to go down any moment. And there I was strolling along with my ice bugs. Oh, yeah. Just How's up. everyone doing? What you... <laughs> Did everybody look at you and say, what the, what's going on with this guy? How come he's making it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, those those boots are amazing, so... And, of course, you can get those down at Tortoise and the Hare, 40th Avenue West and Grand, right on the corner there, the blue and white building. You bet. But, you again, all, the there's, a lot of, there's a lot of areas where ice is underneath this snow, and oh. it surprised me and got me, almost got me twice this morning. So be aware of that when you're out and about. Well, listen, uh, folks, to con- continue on with this, uh, what what's happening in our economy right now, if you've been paying attention at all the last uh, few weeks, you've seen things like there was a report out last week about the fact that uh, debts on car loans are at basically an all-time high. More people have been not paying their car loans on time than we've seen in many, many years to come. Credit card interest rates have, of course, gone up because of the debt ceiling and because of the effort to try to control inflation. Uh, They've been raising interest rates. Credit card debt is now like 22% on some cases. If you've got a good debt figure on credit card, boy, hang on to that one. But any interest-bearing loans like mortgages, auto loans, uh, they're tied to the health of the U.S. economy, and that could all be facing dire straits in the debt debacle that we're coming up to. So as things stand, another down-to-the-wire debt ceiling extension seems very likely. This could cause a storm for the S&P 500 index, which suffered a 19% decline back in 2022. So we hope it doesn't get to that point again. But uh, but according to uh, different rating organizations, this is not going to be easy. And, of course, uh, the president is going to try to convince everybody that the Republicans are trying to take away your Social Security and take away your Medicare. That's not true. Uh, there There is a, a, a huge growth in those figures. And uh, there has been discussions on some fr- uh, some fronts anyway that uh, that we should try to control either the age that people get into Social Security and Medicare or uh, some some form of controlling that. But so far, the Republicans, even even people like uh, Rick Scott from uh, Florida, has backed off on his proposal now and said uh, Medicare and Social Security are off the table. We're not we're not going to mess with that during this discussion. But they're going to have to look at some ways to control these. Uh, costs that are going up and up and up. Um, With the U.S. balance sheets in such a precarious position, your 401k or your IRA and your other retirement things could be at risk. You could try to adjust your retirement account for better protection, but there's a lesser-known alternative that could pay off big. And that's what they call a gold IRA is a type of individual retirement account that allows you to invest in gold and other precious metals. And you're going to see a lot of people on TV talking about this now. But it, these are the kinds of times the financial structure we're in right now 
where purchase of commodities like gold and silver seem to make a difference. It's a great alternative, unlike the U.S. dollar, which has lost about 98% of its purchasing power since 1971. Gold's purchasing power remains more stable over time. The only problem is there's just not that much gold available, and uh, you don't always get that. Sometimes you buy these gold certificates. It's not like you're buying gold. You're buying a certificate that it's worth that amount. So anyway, we're going to be in some, uh, I think, in some very precarious situation here over the next uh, couple, two, three months between now and, uh, say, June 1st. Uh, you're going to see a lot of political standing, you know, um, from both sides of the aisle. But they're going to have to find a way to work together to try to make this thing go. Um, and and the other thing is that we just can't. We just can't continue to spend the kind of money that our president is spending right now on this war in Ukraine. A hundred billion dollars. That makes such a difference. Um and it, it will continue to make a difference. Now, when it comes to the United States, I mean, when it comes to Minnesota, however, we're in a little different situation here. Of course, you know, we've got a, or had a, uh, a huge surplus, like a $17 billion surplus. Now, a lot of that's already been committed to things like uh, breakfast and lunch to all kids. I guess that hasn't been signed by the governor yet, but uh, but it looks like it's probably going to be a done deal. And there was a story out of the Minneapolis paper this morning where that's not going to be good in some cases because so much of other funding for education is tied to the number of kids that are on free and reduced lunch because they have to fill out a form and a certificate and they... Uh, so they qualify for some of these programs, and the other they also they also qualify for additional funding for things like English as a second language and some of the uh, educational programs that are out there. So, uh, but I wonder how long it's going to be before the state of Minnesota will come back to us and say, mm, you know what, we're basically out of money here as well. We got to go to CBS News, folks. Um, we'll get to that, and then we'll come back with more here on Sound Off on a Monday Monday afternoon. KDAL time is twelve thirty eight. I've got uh, National Weather Service checks in nineteen degrees, light snow, twenty one degrees and light snow at the Sky Harbor Airport at the uh, end of Park Point. And Brad, we do have a winter weather advisory in effect now until nine p.m. tonight here in the Twin Ports. Well, Kenny. Uh, the Biden administration, this uh, presidential administration we have, has all, they think they've got all the answers. And do you remember at the State of the Union here just a week or two ago when Joe Biden said this? He said, this is going to be, he was talking about the, uh, the EV industry and America moving forward with uh, the latest in technology. He said, this is going to be made in America, Biden said at the State of the Union on February 7th. And I mean it. He threw that in at the end. Remember that? And I mean it. Well, he didn't really mean it. Because here's the latest story today off the wire services. The Biden administration on Friday announced it would waive, give a waiver to the Buy America requirement as it, as it pushes for a rapid development of a nationwide network of electric vehicle chargers. In other words, 
the Biden administration and everybody knows, look, if we're ever going to get to that position where we're all driving these little uh, non, uh, you know, wound up little uh, EV vehicles, we got to have a tremendous amount of charging stations. And then we got to have the electrical grid to provide the energy for those charging stations. And Joe Biden said uh, in his State of the Union that he bragged about building a reliable made-in-America infrastructure. The decision will allow the network to be made with chargers not made in the United States. In other words, this waiver that they came up with Friday says uh, President Biden boasted as recently as his State of the Union address that he was pushing for new standards that would require all construction materials for infrastructure projects to be produced in the United States, made in America, Biden said in the State of the Union, and I mean it. Well, on Wednesday, the Department of Transportation Federal Highway Administration announced plans to install a network of 500,000 vehicle electric vehicle chargers by 2030 to support the goal of putting more electric cars on the road. The FHWA's announcement <clears throat> promised to electrify the great American road trip by delivering a convenient, reliable, <clears throat> and made-in-America electric EV charging network. But on Friday, <laughs> so that, that was Wednesday. But then by Friday, the FHWA released a regulation that waives current Buy America rules and will allow the use of EV chargers that aren't made in America. FHWA said that while the infrastructure law includes a Buy America requirement, it also includes a waiver from those rules. In other words, ooh, I love to sidestep. Now you see me, now you don't. The FH, uh, F, FHWA said that a public interest waiver is necessary in this case because failing to grant one would slow down the process of installing EV chargers across the country, indicating that the government is valuing speed over the use of domestic materials. In response to the arguments, from the U.S. Steel, from U.S. Steel companies, trade associations, and steelworkers unions that opposed the waiver, the FHWA said that failing to grant a waiver would threaten the ability for those infrastructure projects to be completed in a timely manner. See, see, we got to have it done in a timely manner. The agency also rejected arguments that it was going against the intent of Congress by allowing non-U.S. EV chargers to be used and insisted that the waiver would encourage domestic energy to ramp up production of EV chargers. Um, the waiver is being issued on the basis of its consistency with the public interest. Uh, the FHWA said, adding that sticking to the domestic content requirement in law would be inconsistent with the public interest. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. Anyway, we're going to hang out. I got a little bit more of this story. But in other words, the Biden administration that says you're going to have U.S. infrastructure, we're going to put in a whole myriad of U.S. built infrastructure systems, and then they waive that portion of it so that you can get those 
infrastructure systems from China, from whoever, uh, to just so we're on time. Listen, we've got a caller on the line, Alan from West Duluth, uh, that has called, uh, but he wants to talk about these the other that other station. Bradley, <laughs> what did I send you? <laughs> yeah, you said uh, it's your first time caller on. Oh, I see. Okay, I gotcha. Oh, anyway, Alan, good good afternoon. Hi, good good to talk to you, Brad and Kenny. How you doing? Okay, um, I wanted to make folks aware. Um, there's been, I guess, I would call it a minimal amount of coverage of the gun control that's being introduced in the Minnesota uh, legislature. We have to remember the Democrats; they own the House, they own the Senate, they own the governorship, and the governorship. Yep. You know, so they can do anything they want to do. And um, the way I see it, the committee meetings are more for show than anything. It's kind of a just a necessity they have to go through, but they're not spending any serious time uh, listening to what the Republicans have to say about their legislation. So in particular, I wanted to talk to, about Senate File 1723. It's uh, been introduced by John Marty and uh, us longtime advocates and, and politically uh, aware people are familiar with John Marty. He's still around. Oh, and yeah. He's got... He's got legislation that really is a catch-all. All, any kind of gun control you can think of, it's probably in this bill. So I'm hoping folks will get out there and, and call their legislators. You know, in my case, it's Jennifer McEwen and Liz Olson. And we've got to tell them, you know, our liberties are too precious to let you just regulate them into oblivion. We've got a Alan. The way the way I understand it, are there two bills basically that are out there that are getting the most attention? The one is the uh, extended background check, uh, where they can do background checks even on private sales to individuals, and then the other one is the uh, is is the one that would actually take your firearms away from you if someone deemed you to be a threat to either yourself or somebody else. The I forget how they what they word that bill as, but are those the two that are really sticking out there right now? Um, they probably got. Uh, they were the earliest. They were those have been in there, you know, since virtually the start of the legislative session. Um, okay. Yeah. So one of those that you mentioned was also known as a red flag law. So yeah, there was a House File 14 and a House File 15, but this Senate file from John Marty is just it's 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 all of it rolled into one really. So that's kind of a catch-all bill, huh? What is the how, what's the file number on that one? Senate file one seven two three. One seven two three. Okay. You know, as time goes on, if people don't aren't aware of the process, you know, they they go to committees and and then they end up merging and then the numbers change. So when you're calling about this, I would uh, urge them to talk more about the specifics, like they want to register all magazines over ten rounds. Well. That, to do that, you would have to serialize them and register those sure. serial numbers. You know, you've got, um, again, back from the, you know, decades ago, one gun purchase every 30 days. That's one of these, you know, in, in the oh, Marty boy. bill. And uh, like I say, if you can think of it, it's probably in this bill. So I'm Okay, so probably better to reference it as John Marty's bill right now, because like you say, they could even change the file number on it. He probably has other bills out there, though, on other topics, so that might not oh, be the way to true. go. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, just any and all gun control, you know, just please vote no is what I'm Oh, and they're going to, and like you say, Alan, they're going to come with it all this year because they own the trifecta. They figure if they're ever going to get any of this stuff passed, it's going to be right now while they own everything. So you're really going to have to hang on to them. Anyway, we got to go to our Minnesota news break, folks. And we'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 12.58. And Brad, the final minute of hour number two. Yeah, we're we're at that time. We're uh, running out of time here. But we've got so much more to get into, Kenny, when we come back. I, I do want to know, do we have any budget surplus left in Minnesota? Have you received a check yet, by the way, from uh, from Walls? Got, got your Walls check yet or anything? No, nobody's received anything like to that degree. No. So no. So they're spending all this money as fast as they can do it. They've got sick and safe time passed. They've got yep. free lunch and breakfast for all the kids and everything else, and the money's going out the door. But any of this going to come back to the taxpayers of the state of Minnesota? I, uh, not much. No. Uh, but Brad, let's go to our uh, let's go to our break. Let's do it. We'll come back with. Go home for Bulldog Hockey. Let's go!